RBBR episode 97, Tribes of Tokyo Postmortem. And with me, as always, Mr. Job Church, but also Caleb and Aaron as special guest. Right. Tis the voice that Ross uses to make him wish he was more grown up than he actually is. Oh, God. God. You get meaner every time. Yeah. Like, well, it gets easier to do every time. <laughs> okay, really, yeah. do you want to get onto him when we are all either I'm, I'm saying, or full Ross's announce, Ross's announcer voice is is steady like a rock. Yeah. You can depend on that. And you're you're escalating, sir. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's How winter. Will you go? It's winter. I get <laughs> I get itchy in winter. My skin's dry, and I get like that. Oh, I see. Um, <laughs> So, this episode is being posted in February. Uh, we'll be recording this in December because I will be out of the country for most of February. So, uh, there's no news. Yeah. Yes, you all hate it already. <laughs> Don't hate him because he's beautiful and a world I'm, traveler. I'm fucking shut up about my... I'll agree with half of that, Aaron. Uh, so, uh, no news. Uh, we'll... Cover that in episode ninety six. <laughs> He's actually Ross isn't trying. Ross isn't trying to hawk anything right now. Well, you are I'll witnessing do, I'll do history. That. I'll do that in the next in ninety six. We're in ninety six. Buy my book. Buy it my, may or may not be out. Yes, Caleb has a book. No security. Uh, a print compilation of his no security uh, Great Depression horror scenarios, which are also available as PDFs as a pay what you want, and you should actually put actual money in his. Don't account. go into the or red his, tower. In his account. Yes, in my account. Do not go into the red tower. Uh, uh, drive through RPG or bad. create space. Yes. Uh, so, uh, you, you... If it exists yet. If it exists, we're... Who, kn- who knows if we're going to be this here is some quantum shit. Schrodinger's marketing. We're time... <laughs> if there is a product, you can buy it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Tribes of Tokyo was our Knights Black Agent campaign, uh, where we... I said in Tokyo, obviously. Uh, where the players were, uh, various, uh... Espionage badasses. Yeah. Uh, a sent- forger slash sniper. <laughs> the deep character concept. Very deep. Uh, that <laughs> were uh, pitted against a conspiracy of vampires, crazy psychic mythos vampires, uh, and uh, all yeah, and fought against them. So And uh, we won. To uh, yeah, spoiler. Kind of yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Depending. Why are you listening to the postmortem before you listen to the? Campaign? Yeah, seriously. I, I don't know. I don't think. I don't. I think saying spoiler shouldn't. I shouldn't even have to do that. All right, fair enough. Uh, Go so on and start. the first off, let me let me. Uh, I'll, I'll start off by explaining the concept that where the where the tribes are going. Tell us, Ross. Yeah. Uh, first off, obviously, I wanted to run a night's black agent campaign because well, we killed and I both got copies at Gen Con. And we were both wanting to come up with an idea for it, but I guess I won that little race first. Uh, and so, but I didn't want to use the European material provided in Nice Black Agents because I'm a special, unique snowflake, and uh, and I wanted to use uh, an, a diff- different city. So I, I thought Tokyo uh, again because I'm a huge nerd and I like Yakuza movies and uh, the that really yeah you and think Yakuza gangster type games. Uh, that's sort of a reoccurring thing for me. So that was one element, but I, I wanted to make it not just you fight, you know, standard vampires in Japan. So I had to go even crazy. It was more ambitious. So uh, I saw this post on the Delta Green email list. I list I'll list it in the show notes. Uh, and it described someone came up with the idea of the long vault. It's basically uh, the idea that they have these time traveling sorcerers, which are in the Cthulhu mythos this, uh, from the Sun Chan Empire, which is from the year five thousand, which actually referenced in one of, in some of 
Lovecraft's original mythos story. So they're actually canical. Uh, well, son of a bitch. So the idea being that there is a the long vaults are basically um, a, a clever use of time travel and the resurrection spell. Uh, basically, the sorcerers from the Sunshine Empire need psychics in the year 5000, but there aren't many psychics left in the human gene pool by the year 5000. So uh, they figure, hey, there's lots of psychics in the real world in the year, you know, 20, you know, 2080 or 2013 AD. We'll uh, send our mind back in time. We'll kill those people and uh, uh, reduce them down to their essential salts using the resurrection spell, store them in a mountain somewhere, in a vault, long vault somewhere, and then just open it up in the year 5000, and hey, we could resurrect them and then sacrifice them again. It'll be great. And um, Forward thinking. Yeah, forward thinking. And I thought, that's really fucked up. And uh, Let's fire our screaming psychic missiles at the monsters. <laughs> pretty much. Uh, and this is the also... Screaming skull. Um... The Longbutt also references this really obscure mythos novel uh, called The Great White Space, uh, which is actually just like a void in the middle of this city to the beyond the realm. And uh, so I read that. No- I got that novel just so I could read that, and it's I kind of regret that it was <laughs> it was an okay novel, but it had like it didn't add any. I could nothing really usable in it. But anyway. Um, so I read the long goal, or I, I got the post, and then the other influence was Speed Tribes, which is a book about Japanese youth subcultures in the 1990s in Tokyo. Uh, everything from otaku to bosozuku, which are the motorcycle street gangs, uh, to various petty criminals, to ultra-nationalists who are uh, being bought out by the Yakuza, <laughs> being corrupted by money. So Rent-a-thug. Yeah, rent-a-thug. So they're, <laughs> they're, they're, and then one guy is just like, I want to be pure, I want to be a... Ultra racist, ultra right wing nationalist thug, and all this money is corrupting our movement, you know. And he gets kicked out of his own <laughs> ultra right wing like, national. Like, you've, like, you've changed. Yeah, you've changed, Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the setup for it. And um, I wanted, to, I just wanted to make the players like in Nice Black Age, one of the things they emphasize the players are basically burned or. Uh, they're not. They don't have the endless resources of whatever parent agency they have. Yeah. So that's sort of like a core thing in a country where it's really hard to get guns. Right. So I didn't want them to be like you're the Japanese <laughs> task force devoted to hunting vampires, so or whatever. So I just had them as being security consultants who stumbled upon it, basically doing a private investigation, and then like the vampires target them because like, oh hey, those are humans who know about what we are, we need to go kill those guys. Or they might know about us, so let's go kill them. So um, I wanted to have this kind of incidental thing where they you started fighting without ever without either side truly understanding the motives of the other side. Isn't that how all wars start? Uh, no understanding between the two sides. The, well, yeah, but that was the thing, like, later on in the campaign, like, when you guys figured out that they didn't understand what you guys were up to, and then you 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 didn't you you saw what they were up to, you're like, we could just walk away, and so it became a moral choice to stay and fight or to you know it wasn't just a matter of survival. So yeah, because yeah. uh, it kind of fast forwarding again, spoiler alert for those who <laughs> decide to listen to this before listening to the end of the game. Um, yeah, when we get down to uh, the the finale, yeah, it's a choice of either just living in the present, not worrying about this, or trying to save those lives in the far, far future. So, well, uh, there were dolls, or what? There was. Uh, they did some in like giant death. Wars. Well, the, the yeah, the basic, okay. So in my campaign, the reason why Shin, uh, who I basically made the sorcerer, his name is Shin, and there's, so there's just one guy, and he needs all these psychics to sacrifice, and 
his motive was that he's an immortal uh, sorcerer, and he's got so much Cthulhu Mythos sorcery, he could ba- basically send him to become a minor great old one. Uh, but he doesn't want to. He likes being human. Human, in question marks. Yeah. Uh, quote marks. Um, but he doesn't want to be dragged off to be an old one and lose all connection to his decadent vices and all the other shit. First being Kerwin to yeah. now you know. Exactly. <laughs> and... So in the year 5000, basically, Nyarlathotep gets tired with the shit and sends a great nasty thing to go kill him, um, uh, a great old one. And Shane finds a way to hold it off using ritual that requires sacrifice of humans. If he can get enough sacrifice humans, he can kill it. Uh, so he needs a shitload of ammo, basically, for his spells, you know, ingredients for his spells. And uh, Jamestown levels of bullets. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> um so well, that's the basic motive of, of him is just to hold on to to basically sit on Earth and despoil it and be an asshole. Uh, but yeah, that's why the monster was there in the first place. It was to kill him. Uh, of course, it would probably cause massive collateral damage as well. But but Nihilo Hotep doesn't care. Well, yeah. Well, come on. Yeah, the myth. Well, I, I was talking myth- about the little the things the cultists summoned before. <clears throat> oh yeah, the uh, the. Um, those were Trithonians. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, that caused the earthquake. Yeah, those are just, like, their weapon of ma- occult weapon of mass Yeah, see, like, I, I, I enjoyed the game, and I thought there were many moral choices, but in terms of, like, taking Shing down, it didn't... It, didn't, yeah. it never occurred to me as like a moral choice. It's yeah. just like I promise I won't come after you if you guys leave. Yeah. I'm like, oh really? You promise? <laughs> <laughs> Immortal vampire sorcerer. Well, let me just take that one to heart. Like it was never like, like, like a handshake. Last time a vampire promised something to me, I got shot in a sewer. <laughs> like, which is not good for open wounds. Yeah. And yeah, it never occurred to me as like yeah. we could just walk away. That's no, right. Well, but I mean, the thing is, on your end, the thing is, like with that, you're. You were such a you were so good at that you could remain hidden and go, if you go to the other side of the world, Shing would not be highly motivated to hide. Fair enough. See, so yeah, you could have basically the idea was like I could have spent the rest of my life in high cowering in fear. Yeah, cowering in fear. Great. Yeah, <laughs> which is not sure like risk of fate worse than death by yeah. going after the big badass. So that was the kind of thing I wanted. To and do. granted, if another camp sequel campaign had sprung up from this, we you could have been the insane old man that we went to information for. <laughs> yeah. So, um, <laughs> wait, they're in America now? Fuck. <laughs> no, you know, you'd, you'd be one of those three, uh, three sorcerers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that was one of the other things. Uh, yeah. Later on in the campaign, I ran a prequel game, so the players uh, would see Shing in a different time, and also, so that's what they started the campaign with on the actual I, I still love you. I, like, my character from that was the Guardian. Yeah, uh, who showed up in the, yeah, in the last session. Asshole. Because Tom <laughs> sided with Shing. Uh, she rewarded you. Do you know how hard it was to kill your ass? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was there. Yeah. I burned my own hand off with thermite. Like, yeah, damn. Was I just like a mummified samurai? Um, it's listed in the Nice Black Agents game as like mm. the Dragor. It had like pools of twenty to thirty points for all. Its I, I literally ended up cutting you in half, like yeah. you were a German barrel of a massive <laughs> cannon. Like, <laughs> it was pretty fun. Uh, so, but we're skipping around a little bit. Um. So that was the main concept. So the actual mechanics of how Shing was doing this was he sent memories back to his previous incarnations. Like, hey, here's a formula for a drug that will make people psychics. Now you need to give distribute this drug somehow, get a lot of people to make them psychic, then find them, kidnap them, kill them, and store them in the long vault. Build the long vault, by the way. Uh, <laughs> You're any one of those. BTW. Yeah, <laughs> BTW. <Build the> long <laughs> <vault>. <laughs> and... 
of course, in order to do this, uh, Sheen couldn't do this all by himself, so he, he was also given a new ritual that would take one of his memories, imprint it into someone else, imbuing them with a fragment of his power. Uh, but the this power would eventually kill the person unless they drank human blood to stay stabilized. Hence vampires. So, uh, the vampire conspiracy. Um, so there's a minor thing where the vampires had some sort of random memory from Shing, and that was an early on element, and I sort of mentioned that several times in the beginning, uh, but that kind of faded away as you guys took it in a different direction. Um, so, um, at this point, let's... Uh, so yeah, and then the drug itself, Lao... Uh, was basically, I got the idea from that from Reverb, which is from Delta Green Countdown, uh, the Tiger Transit chapter. Yeah, uh, that, yeah. Uh, yeah, with a question off of Reverb, was there any, was the original idea for it being radioactive from Delta Green, or is that something that you put in? I put that in there. It, was that just for us to have an ease of tracking? Yes. Okay. By the way, it's actually mentioned as one of the possibilities in Nice Wack Agents, like... No, as kind of like in passing as a joke, make them radioactive. Yeah, yeah it's one yeah. Like by the way, vampire creation. By the way, yeah. yeah, the vision of flowers growing out of concrete. Very yeah. nice. Uh, yeah, I like that. Uh, I wanted to make it a really fucked up kind of alien. Like, why is this? You know. Thing like, here. I was like, why do I got to make a sand check looking at a flower? Oh, <laughs> shit. Uh, There's no cracks there. It's just... Yeah. <laughs> um, so... That's uh, so. That's kind of the general setup. So, Shing sets up the vampires to go distribute the drug, detect people who use it long enough, become psychic, and then take them out. Uh, and that's his scheme: is to put you make it a party drug, uh, and then uh, so the people who take it aren't going to be missed. You know, uh, it, especially you know, a huge society like Tokyo. Um, yeah, not like a liver treatment drug or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Grandma's psychic now. <laughs> and now she was taken in the night. <laughs> like, well, that's just like Grandma. <laughs> and the... If I had a nickel for every time she was taken in the night. Um, I'd have five nickels. So that's kind of the... the, the and then the players enter in it because uh, one of the vampires um, kidnaps or t- yeah, takes out uh, the mistress of a prominent politician, prominent politician... Obviously, expects nothing. Hires the players as PIs to find out who this this guy is because he thinks it's one of his enemies. You know, cat's paw of one of his enemies, or he's just paranoid and just like I want my mistress back. Um, and so the players just inadvertently discover the vampire conspiracy. Oops. Yeah, oops. <laughs> so um, that's where we we start. So this was uh, using again Gumshoe Nights Black Agents. Um, we had varying reactions of how the rules of the Nice Black Agent. Mm-hmm. Certainly, we, there's a certain learning curve, as there is with every game, we, new game we try. I mean, so we had the same kind of uh, learning curve with Eclipse Phase and blah, blah, mm. blah. Uh, I mean, what do you guys... We'll just go from Aaron to... Yeah, Aaron, what was your reaction to... Uh, it, I would say it probably wasn't as extreme as some of our other members, but... Um, it, it did take a little bit to used to because uh, again, Aaron was looking directly at me. By the way, yeah. when he said <laughs> well, that. Jason's not here. Uh, yeah, Jason's not here for that. So we'll, <laughs> well, it, it was it wasn't table flipping. Yeah. as uh, some of us could have gone. Um, the only thing that I, it kind of threw me for a curve initially were the cherries and how to update those because I I really didn't get that at the moment, and I think I yeah. probably used them the least of anybody in the group. Uh, granted, sure though, our listeners have done statistical analysis to determine. Yeah, yeah. So, 
but I just from my personal memories, I don't remember using it that. But once I got used to like, oh, we just take check marks off of here yeah. for what we need to do with as spending instead of rolling dice. I know. I remember Jason's not here, but because um, yeah, he's moved to another city. Uh, but I do remember him talking about it after a game. One of the reasons why I didn't like Gumshoe was that he didn't like the idea of you have to spend before you roll, and that that. Created and it, and that created and then point spending in general that the mechanics in him created a sense of anxiety that he didn't like, um, and because he has this, this choice. Is Jason, you said right? Yeah, Jason, and he didn't like that because you know in other games you just roll, you don't have a choice, so that's just how you make the roll. So there's no point in getting like, but you could, and if you don't do the right, oh god, you you have control, so you have, have more anxiety about it. So I asked, I mentioned this to Robin Laws. Uh, at Gen Con this year, and he actually said, "Yeah, that, that's intentional. It's supposed to create anxiety." In the Which, players, yeah, so. to me, that makes sense because whatever supernatural force you're going against, they're obviously going to be stronger. And throughout, well, the- just not even with supernatural, just making the die roll, rolling a single d6, but deciding ahead of time if you're going to spend or not. Yeah, but also that, yeah, whatever. It kind of makes your decisions have a little more permanency. To the point that if it really fails, you have a little off to back up instead of just retrying the same thing over and over again. Well, and the uh, point spin for investigative abilities, because you could lose that point and you know you've run out of points before you have all in before you have. And that's I think my kind of why I didn't like it is it didn't make any sense that you can suddenly cease to be good at something you were good at. Is what it really seemed to me. Well, you never like if it's plot necessary information, you just get it. Yeah, I know, but I'm not. Zero I'm more talking spin, about. I'm talking like you know, shooting. You could like be a badass, and then suddenly at some point, oh, you ran out of shooting points, so you're you, you're suddenly not well, as good at that. Well, to me, that kind of represents the stresses that you're going on through combat. That eventually, no matter how badass you are, if eventually you're going to run out of stamina and your shots are going to start well, going wild. But it's not often like one out. scene. It often goes longer. It's multiple scenes. Well, but those I mean, that's what a refresh well, gen- Yeah, yeah. You can refresh points. Um, that there were ways of doing that. Physical abilities you could refresh with rest. So it was representing stamina. You like your ability to shoot, like maintain focus. Uh, shooting under combat conditions for an extended period of time, I imagine, is mentally Well, I'm simply saying why I didn't like it at the time. Okay. Uh, fair enough. Uh, You're not talking about the reasons. It's like one of my favorite systems. Yeah. Like, so the, all in the so the anxiety. Yeah, yeah. So the anxiety. Or did you feel like that that there was anxiety when you like should I spend this point to get this bonus now or should I save it in case we need? Yeah, it? but that's like it's narrative. Like, okay, I will admit to this. I am a power gamer. I'm yeah. just not a power gamer in that like. I want to be an accountant and look how certain numbers provide better margins, which is 90% of power gaming. Because, A, I think the numbers are there to get you to a story, and B, that just bores the living piss out of me. (laughs) Whereas, in Gumshoe, it's all about, like, when you spin and, like, making your spin the most powerful as it can be at the moment, which, A, encourages your character to be in the spotlight, so it's all about spotlight moments for different people in the campaigns, because you don't all have the same skills, and so you've got to give everybody a job that's vital, which I think is really important. Yeah. Uh, it, it keeps you from having a party full of clerics in a horror game. <laughs> and then and then secondly, you need to understand like narrative mechanics and flow. Like I need to understand that this fight, 30 minutes into the game, probably isn't the big climax. And that like if I get my ass kicked, it makes the climax better, not worse. And I also have a chance to survive rather than spending eight points in shooting to kill newbie McGoonface when <laughs> Dracul himself is coming for me in two hours. Like, and it, it, just, it gives like a sense of narrative climax 
uh, if you are preparing for that. And I think it emulates a plot better than your typical, I roll, I kick ass. I roll, I kick ass. I'm terrible. I'm terrible. I roll, I kick ass. I'm terrible. Like, I think it builds to a point. Like, you're either exhausted by the climax because, holy shit, you've had a lot. Which, in which case, your character's suffering. Yeah. And that gives you pathos and makes a better story. Or you're getting your ass kicked at the early parts of the stages, and it's all, uh, like, a leverage-esque, you know, ruse. You were really in control all along, and then you whip the shit out of somebody and your character feels like a badass. Like, it's either one or the other in Nice Black Ages because you have to make those spins. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a gradual build-up other than just instant gratification of being a murder hoax. Yeah, so, so I, think, I, think it's a better, I think it's a better emulationist of an actual plot than randomly rolling and hoping you get a good score. That's uh, yeah. That's a very. I like that perspective. Which is why I love yeah. the game. Yeah. Tom, any thoughts? Yes. Oh. Yeah. Once again, I'm more. I'm. I'm. I'm commenting on my mindset sure. while I was playing. Yeah. The, I think the primary reason I didn't like it. Yeah. Is because mainly I realized I cared nothing for my character. Okay. And that's because. It was like... What was your character concept again, Todd? <laughs> well, I'm glad you asked. Would you like me to explain it again? Yeah, it was so deep and very... Very well. I, play, I played a forger. Now, oh, wait. Wait, there's more. Who was a master sniper? How old were you again? 23 years old. <laughs> a common skill set for 23 years exactly, old. Exactly, exactly. Okay. To, to, In Japan. To, no, well, no, to defend this kind of character concept... Please do, Aaron. I want to hear it this. It is not that far off from the character of Sosei Sagara from Full Metal Panic. That's your... You were Which like I've that, never, except a little... Oh, great. I mean, did you have any military experience, Tom? I did not. No, you sat in your bedroom. Tom <laughs> became a world-class sniper. <laughs> I said... <laughs> Which I said, video games. How many did you have? How many did you have in that? Like, you you put it? five at first, and I told you, don't put all your points into foraging. <laughs> like, in the book, it says if you have three points, you are literally in the top ten in the world. Well, you have, like, okay, six. so... On that, I, I'm the president. <laughs> yes, you are. I did not... Actually, He's got a right. president's ID. Right. I did not... Have the book, yeah. so I did not know this. Okay, and I did make the change. You did, you did, you did. But okay, the reason why I think that's it boils down to we didn't do a, like a one shot intro to the system in the game. Yeah, we just jumped right into a campaign. Yeah, and while making my character, I was like, Last, I, yeah. it's kind of like, a, oh, what does this mean? Oh, yeah. shit. So I basically just looked at. In this case, I, I didn't actually have time to think of a character. I was sure. just all right. What is everyone else playing? Oh, we already got. That. Um, what, what class here looks... Forger, or Cobbler, alright, I'll do that. Okay. That's essentially, and a character made like that, I'm not going to get into. Okay. So I was suffering through that the whole game. I mean, that, that's good, but we did, for Eclipse Phase, play several one-shots before yeah. we did. By the time we did uh, a campaign, I was, I knew it, and I was... And I was yeah. ready. I was ready for it. I mean, the thing was with nine, like with the clips, the reason I ran the one shots first is because I I wasn't familiar with the system. Uh, none of us were. But, yeah. but with Knights Black Agent, because it was Gumshoe, I felt pretty comfortable running it already because we had. Well, I had barely gumshoe. I barely played that at all anyway. Well, we played one, multiple like one shots. basic procedures. With basic procedures. We played. Uh, but like it's the same system. But there's games. other. Th- there was, it was a different game. Yeah, it was a different game. It is crunchier than it is. It is. Yeah. It is like yeah, Gumshoe has like gone through several iterations, and like we played mostly Fear itself, which is the simplest and the first version of it, mm-hmm. and then 
and we didn't even try Trail of Cthulhu for a while, and then we jumped straight into. But Trail only gets crunchier in the. Um, but I suddenly, so is what I was thinking about yeah. this now, and there, I realized I have that I don't care about my character hanging over my head the entire campaign. Yeah. Which I think, and that was making little minor quibbles I would have had a lot worse. Sure. Because I was already going in with a negative mindset. Sure. So I really, I mean, I would say that. So, so now, like, so would you try it again? Yes, I would try it again. Okay. Now that I know, yeah. Now that I know, Caleb's going to hold you to that. There's so many flowcharts for us. <laughs> <laughs> there was another thing. I've yeah. made so many. Uh, one thing about a nice black agent is there is what they call the conspiracy, mm-hmm. which is a great portmanteau. Uh, conspiracy because you build a pyramid flowchart representing conspiracies, and the idea, the basic Shang at the top, and uh, yeah, the basic idea is you build your own conspiracy as the GM to like the players take out or agency one, organization one, and they get leads to you know. Uh, organization two, and then maybe organization one tier above, and so they work their way up. And every time they do that, they gain bonuses, like they gain a bonus pool that they can use when taking down another organization. Okay. So, like you gain, oh, you gain six dots of firearms or infiltration because you know uh, you gained this intel about them. You, you know where the guards level of the Illuminati, and then you yeah. go. Yeah, it also made me realize they don't like being shot with guns. <laughs> and also, and also, I think I also think when I was thinking vampire, I was kind of thinking more traditional vampire. Yeah. Which one's and now I can think I'm glad you didn't go that route. But while I was playing, like, so their only weakness is incredible massive damage. <laughs> well that was besides th- Ebola, mm-hmm. which like well that's easy to get a hold of, yeah. and their own drug, which why the fuck You didn't we- know that. That was the thing. Exactly. I thought didn't. you guys were, would at least try to see what the interaction between the crazy psychic MacGuffin drug and the vampires would have been. Uh, no. so yeah, no, that that I mean that and part- most vampires don't own garlic factories. Like I did, well uh, it did not occur to me. Right. Yeah. And in fact, in fact, I think I, that, that opinion came from our very first fight with, uh, with I think was was I think it was Jungo in our office. Yeah. Yeah. At that point, you're like, I, I think a lot of us were saying, okay, Ross, he better be fucking dead right now. And you're like, well, I don't know. Like you look like, no, 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 no. We have put hundreds of rounds into him, blew him up, knocked him out of a plate glass window, crashed. I, I literally car. put a car on him. Yeah. yeah, and then shot him in the head. Six I think times. yeah, it's like though, that, I remember the, point, the whole group was no, no, Ross, you know, he is vampire. dead. No, he basically uh, yeah, you have to do the, uh, their entire health damage in one round to kill them. Yeah, and so with the the explosion and the car wreck simultaneously, that was enough. <laughs> and that was the basically thing. Like that's not even the, that's not even the highest level of regeneration health that vampires can have. And I was like, the other is just like they can't be hurt except period, except outside of their bang. Like yeah. Um, so um, that was yeah, and that was me. So I wanted to make like their their weakness something unusual, and um, so I did have like their memories, but that didn't get really played up. So that was an idea I had, but kind of like fell see, by I mean, the wayside. Well, I'll be honest, I didn't realize that the memory thing was happening until I read your notes for this episode. Right. Well, I did put notes that reference like hints to it in the first episode when you guys ransacked Jungo's apartment, the the drug dealer's apartment, mm-hmm. because like he's obsessed. Over taking landscape photos, he well, unfortunately, memory. I was a forger who was a sniper. Right. Well, I mean, we didn't even know. Yeah, but there's Shing's memories, cracks. Yes, we didn't even know Shing's existed until like episode six or seven. Right. Yeah. Like, oh, we didn't even well, know. You know that he has strange memory. Like he has these strange thoughts that he's. Being I know that he had those strange thoughts, yeah. but like linking those to Shing, like in episode. We didn't have to link the Shing. You just had to use the strange thoughts against him. Ah, okay. So like, but if you brought were... up like a picture of the landscape, if you showed him his photos, he would have been stunned by it. 
I don't think we even found that out until after we killed him. Yeah, well, no, you found that his apartment. You found his apartment before. Oh yeah, yeah. So. but that was a connection that we didn't make. But then again, also, but then again, I really would, it, would we really have gone when we encountered him? Like, hey, remember this picture? Yeah. I'd have done anything I could to get him to stop from murdering. Well, him. you could if, have. If you, you, I thought you guys that. would try and use it as blackmail. Like, yeah. To like, hey, stop it, or we'll burn your photos. But yeah, that wasn't something Which that we he clearly valued. So yeah, but we considered going. We were just considering going up against a monster this entire time, and especially. Most of that information would have come from the reverb investigation, which we were taking baby steps well, along no, the way. Well, so. I mean, no, again, like the main thing I was thinking was you had the photos, you know, he valued you, and you could have used them as leverage against him in negotiation. But you guys, are like, oh, he's breaking into our office, killed. So that was. Hi, we're, hi yeah. Ross, we're player characters. I don't, have we I, met? That's just how it went. So, I actually thought the campaign was going to be over in episode two because we were all arrested and yeah. there was an interrogation scene. <laughs> I didn't see. Oh yeah, that's I didn't see half point. of us getting out of that. <laughs> that I am a spy in hunting vampires. Here is my social security number. <laughs> that was. A great, Would you I, like my wallet I and need fingerprints? To, I need to scan those. I need to <laughs> perhaps a DNA sample. Um, yeah. So, listeners at home, like I had the players at the beginning before we started recording. Like I gave them like a police report that they had to write out and describe what they were doing. Where they just asked them basically, and they couldn't collaborate. Like you couldn't like have <laughs> Caleb or David like. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was a really bad idea. Yeah. I thought you just ended your own game. <laughs> <laughs> You're all in prison forever. Good job. Congrats. Um, but the players, yeah, so the players found out, uh, yeah, but my plan was that they had their, the, the politician backing them, hired him, was still protecting them from the police. So they got released anyways. The problem was that the information got leaked to the vampires. Yeah. So, like, the players who act. Mom? So the, the trap was putting your own home address in the police report. And then, like, the player, oh, the vampires. Like, totes didn't do. You, which you didn't do. I know. Uh, my mom got kidnapped. Your mom, yeah, because you put in your home address. And they found that. And you know, I'm part of the police. I'm not going to lie. So you know what? No, I make I make no apologies whatsoever. Uh, I didn't know vampires were controlling <laughs> the alcohol. I know. I know. Uh, police department. I, I, I thought police were honorable. Well, I'm, exactly. <laughs> All those cop shows I watched sure seemed. But it generated tough. more story and drama, so yeah. it was worth it. At the so at the end of the day, uh, we did well. Yeah. So that was kind of a gimmick. I know, but I just wanted. No, it only it mostly bit us in the ass. So yeah. that's fine. I just thought you'd ended your own game. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that. I I realize that. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I wasn't going to have everyone be arrested, like, and obviously. I was, re- uh, was realizing, but yeah, the vampire was like, now at this point, you know, whenever the vampire showed up, I wasn't thinking, oh man, here we go. I'm thinking, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I mean, like, all right, we, okay, how, like, we're going to think up another way to do 16 trillion damage to this guy in one hit. Again, so, my again. favorite part of the game. <laughs> yeah. But that's the thing with the uh, Because the thing is, in standard RPGs, if, it, if an enemy is like, following the same rules for injury and death that you player characters do like any fight with the player characters they use all their abilities uh, every special ability they can on the villain and then the, the crits come out and like the villain dies if there any way if like the, the players are re- no I felt challenged I yeah. felt like no, a well, badass yeah, when we well, dude, well, once like, again at the time I didn't like I've, I've got a bitch about it though yeah. oh, well, and <laughs> actually, it was demoralizing <laughs> to be there with like an empty gun I've, I've turned the water into to gasoline, yeah. uh, I'm electrocuting it, and it's still well, alive. Them. Eventually, <laughs> I killed one of them. Exactly, yeah. the fresh one, yeah. not the the old one that was still hunting us down for eight games. Who, by the way, I stabbed with his bane, Ebola, ran a car into, <laughs> and then blew up with C4. <laughs> 
collapsing a warehouse. <laughs> Which, and by the way, do not kill it. And by the way, and of course, dead. and of course, imagine that. Like, if I if, if I didn't have McCaffrey McCaffrey as a contact, we wouldn't be able to do any of that. Well, no, I was going to let you have guns, but that McCaffrey was just a more entertaining. No, totally. But, yeah, it works <laughs> off with that. And, um, and if I might be able to cite another anecdote for sure. in relation to this about you know having villains that the. Uh, player characters can take down in a couple hits yeah. if they were equal on there. Uh, back in our friend Andy's game, uh, there was a villain that came up one time named Crux. He had spent, oh god, I have no many how many hours developing this guy because he was supposed to be somebody major. They were, we were going to interrogate. We were going to get a lot of information out of him. Tom, how long did it take you to kill him one by hit. accident? One hit. Yeah. Because of how overpowered that wasn't just the luck of the roll. So yeah, I mean, well, once again, no. Now going back, I lo- I really enjoy it, but I can even now I can even see just like it says our guy coming like we think he might be one of them. Like, <sighs> do we have any explosives? Left? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I can I just imagine now all of our characters. Oh god damn it! All right, uh, do we have do we have any grenade launchers? Can we get some? No, of course not. Like, <laughs> oh, by the way, I'd already blown up Bowie with a. An entire parking lot's worth of cars. No, that was his thugs. He was, uh, he was. Oh, like, he didn't show up. That, that no, he was. Be, he sent his his goons out in I front of him. I thought he was amongst them. Right? No, yeah, no, no. That he, point, he was smarter. No, than no, no, no. Okay, but the, so. okay, and now, like, in just fun, I would love to go up to one of those vampires. Why do you have goons? <laughs> you don't need them. <laughs> but they're like, well, it's like, well, it's so but, much. It's not about like combat. It's about doing the shit. Work it's about laziness. Yeah. Like, they don't want to have to go out. They have to sell the drugs to the people. Remember, that's their job. And they don't want to have to go and, like... Stand on a street corner. Stand, yeah, or go in a club and, like, pass out. Well, fine, but, you know, just... But don't send them after us. Like well, they thought you were normal people. Like they didn't think you well, were. Well, very clearly, well, we're not. They, that well, was their fault. You noticed their tactics changed. Like <laughs> so, in that case, we should have just had a scene. Like, all right, look. Anyway, vampires are hard to fight. <laughs> yeah, they're very fucking hard to fight. Well, I mean, you like the thing in Nice by Gage is you design your your yeah. vampires. You custom. Okay, I guess. Them. Okay, my the complaint was if they still had kind of more traditional. Things I think we could have a little more. Yeah, even if they were that powerful, we could have planned for it a little easier. Like we could have used daylight and night time to. We eventually of, started like coding weapons in the drug. Yeah, that eventually. was the. Uh, yeah, but that was the raid. Yeah, pretty much the raid. Yeah, and you dropped <laughs> the them easily. But, yeah, but, but that was the last fight. <laughs> yeah, that was the took second you, last well, fight. That's how well, yeah. you decided to unlock that last. So, uh, <laughs> well, no, the thing is, yeah, it was unlocked. We got system shocked. Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, put our points in the wrong shit. Yeah, is was that, it even system yeah, shocked? Yeah, okay, we system. unlocked it, but the skill tree wasn't visible. Yeah, so we didn't know what was what was the next. Yeah, it worked out. It worked out. Eventually worked out. Yeah, you know, what, what are you going to do? You know, it's... Uh, in one way, you just have to death trap hard. You know, it's freaking vampires. What are you going to do? <laughs> I thought it worked pretty well. I mean, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I actually love that that became my reaction. It's not, oh shit, there's vampires. It's, god damn it, there's vampires. <laughs> well, I mean, the thing is, if I made them any, like, just normally resistant and gave them more vulnerabilities, you would have, like, combat would have been well, once easier. Again, and once then, again, like, at the time, I didn't yeah. like it, but now I actually love that that was my reaction. Just, yeah. God damn it. See, I don't know how to get like something like, oh, God, a vampire. like Or um, uh, w- more than once. Because after you, the first time, you're like, oh, shit, oh, God. Well, and then it's, the more I thought about it, the more I realized, no, I, no I think just sighing in resignation when we know there's going to be one right. was far preferable to like fear. Just because we know like, we're, we're screwed anyway. All right. Or like, you know, or it's like civilization at that point was screwed. Like, so it's now, well, shit. Yeah. Um, what are we going to do? 
So, aside from talking about the, the system itself, uh, yeah. you brought up characterization a little bit. Uh, and you've already described how, your problems with it. Um, which that, yeah. I think all my problems with the game stem from that original yeah. one. No, well, and, and yeah, running a one-shot before we do the main game was uh, is something we should do next time. Well, uh, uh, to bring up something well, else. What about, yeah, what about you? Well, the only other thing that I saw is a possible issue. It was a little bit, I know, with Tom. It was actually, from what I discussed with Jason, a major, kind of a slightly major issue. Um, was the setting in Japan specifically that they didn't he didn't carry as much yeah. foreknowledge? Yeah, that. That was, I had that problem um, too. Which is yeah, which, which, well, I would say for other players may have taken a little disadvantage because with between Ross, Caleb, and myself, we have kind of that trifecta of otaku yakuza movies and then and then uh, you whatever the fuck you are I actually do apologize I didn't know what other knowledge you were bringing to that one too you, but you were but it seemed that you were drawn in a little bit more uh, or for my character, yeah, because you were yeah, we, Ross and I talked about this about yeah. dropping other uh, talking things like the really really creepy ass maid cafes. Well, I did um, actual I did actual research. Like, yeah. So yeah, it, or bring yeah, you actually through. looked up the uh, the the, the Conti, Conti, the Tokyo yeah, police report, responsible for guarding the prime minister. Yeah. Which is like the only thing I can imagine because Japan, ever since the demilitarization after World War II, did not have a very robust intelligence service, or yeah. if they do. They're fucking ninjas, and we've never heard. Of them. I actually did a lot of research on that end yeah. as well. And from what I can tell, they do have. There are several spy agencies that are mostly concerned with North Korea and China. Yeah, uh, but and, they're but, usually like sub branches of like the self defense force or well, yeah, the Tokyo Police Department. Yeah. like they're not like independent, independent yeah. like Mossad. Or and there's CIA also a lot of partnerships with the CIA. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of work uh, working there. So yeah, so that became my character concept yeah. is guy who used yeah. to sit in vans and. and Unfortunately, like the okay, American yeah. mob is more what I think of when I think yeah. of organized crime. I know that I know of the Yakuza. I know kind of, I know a bit about it, but it's not my wheelhouse. Well, I mean, I understand. Which is fine. I I need. I mean, you need to play games outside your wheelhouse once every. Yeah, I mean, for me, like when I was running the game, I tried to describe it in as like neutral as many neutral terms as I could like I didn't like use I didn't say oh he's the Oyobun no he's like the crime boss or whatever he's the Yakuza boss uh and I, I tried to, like, it's a bar, it's a hotel. I even started giving characters, like, Americanized type, or literally American nicknames, like American Joe. It, it should be noted here that this is not a fault of the campaign. Yeah. No, it's... Jason didn't want to learn names that weren't Steve. Like, <laughs> I, that's not a problem with the campaign. Yeah. Like, but it, it, especially it, when you play fantasy games where everybody's named Lysandrasil and too many consonants. And, <laughs> like, uh, like, and everybody's like, Rolling that shit off the tongue, you're like, it's pronounced no, Caleb. Yeah. Not Dio, it's do. Oh, monocle. And then, like, you say, and then somebody says Akira, and they're like, what, what just came out of your mouth? <laughs> Stop that gibberish. So, but it's something that I, I at least, I, I was kind of feeling a little bad on my side just because. When you brought things like uh, looking around, like oh god, yeah, we'll go to Shinjuku and Akihabara, all these yeah. major nerd centers, or, or or the fact that I when we were bringing up the otaku thing, I specified no, I'm going to do it with one of the Sentai series for just for those who people don't know, that's what all Power Rangers is based off of. So I was looking up some obscure. What's the one I can do? Abba Ranger. Yeah, that's great. I'll bring well, up that stupid. The thing is, I I more kind of use it like I played my characters kind of a shut in. Yeah. So like no, like I don't ever go to those places. Well, I mean, I try. I mean, the thing is, I tried to make it like. 
I didn't try to just be use foreign terms and use foreign like things just for the sake of being foreign. I tried to make it. I wanted to strike a balance between make like making a Tokyo that was interesting, but not just generic big city. You know, like, yeah. I didn't want to do that. No, and put in the elements that yeah. would make it unique yeah. versus just so to make it. And Tokyo. I did once again. I did when we were doing this originally. I have a oh, great Japan. Fantastic! We're gonna have this in a place I know jack shit about. Well, that was the thing I was trying to make it to where you didn't have to know it. Like, but once, it, once again, much like I had that, yeah, that is hovering over me, yeah. all the time. Well, I well, think did, characterization wise, I think the reason I had way more fun in it is because it's not just that. Like researching my character's background, I wanted to play a Japanese character. Like, yeah, um, Haru was very Japanese, like down yeah. to his name. Like mm-hmm. Kano is the name of Jigoro Kano, which is judo. Yeah. And that's how I learned a bunch about Japan. So like, and that's what I was flavor texting all my martial arts. Oh yes, yeah. for the, the yeah, yeah, using all the uh, actual Japanese terms. And I also tried to like live him to judo's aesthetic, which is like roughly translated as um, maximum efficiency with minimum effort. Like yeah. you don't go haul out. You wait till there's a pressure point, and then you poke that as hard as you can. Like. Uh, so I was trying to play a very Japanese person. Yeah, uh, and, and I think that's stoical. Why I- uh, emotionally damaged to the point of near autism, just <laughs> very, very Japanese. Yeah, like, and that's yeah. actually why I think I had so much fun bouncing um, my character off of you, just because I was playing um, Shinji as, as the uh, as part of that newer, younger twenty generation that doesn't really care about the back, the cultural background, is completely wanting to live the uh, in the moment and yeah. not and not worried about carrying on a family or a tradition. Well, I think so, I which, eventually which created a lot of good friction uh, I eventually, between characters. I eventually used my ignorance I, so I just tried to make uh, Kazuo just you know he prefer he likes western culture more than he does his own. Right. Which is actually a thing. So like in a sense all your characters I think worked out well. I mean Gabe, and, and I and I should say I wasn't yeah. playing an act, I was trying I wasn't trying to play an actual Japanese person. I was trying to play like a Japanese character. Yeah. Like I was trying to play Bato from Ghost in the Shell if yeah. you had kicked him yeah. away from the computer. Yeah. Like, Which if is, he had yeah. to go outside. Yeah. I think yeah, we, we were all playing Jap- <laughs> we were all trying to play Jap- Japanese characters, but, not yeah. Japanese, because we can't do that. Right, right. Well, and it's a role-playing game, and yeah. you know, there's but we, yeah, and I'm glad we time traveling psychic vampire. And I'm glad so. we did. Actually, I, I, Realism glad, is not the, yeah. the core yeah. well, concept. I'm glad we didn't try. Yeah. Uh, to play Japanese people. I mean, do you mm-hmm. think, like, the elements in terms of, like, the actual campaign, do you think it worked? Did you feel like you were actually in Tokyo? or that you Once know, again, like, I think we, mi- I, well, we didn't have all the information, but once again, that was kind of our fault. Right. Well, um, uh, there were times I felt like, like, when we went to the fish market and, yeah. like, went to it, a, a, basically just a big empty concrete building to yeah. do crimes and shit, or when yeah. we uh, blew up the main club, or... yeah. Uh, yeah, that are uh, yeah. There were some very good set pieces. I oh think. yeah, Sunshine sixty, hands down. <laughs> rescuing me, uh, actually yeah. rescuing um, me from the interrogation, the, yeah. the cafe, or being, uh, or the one instance where we were doing the. Uh, uh, when I was, you had me dress up in full Red Ranger outfit. I didn't. I, you you say you I actually chose. Okay, you no, chose. Okay, I, I, I said chose. I wanted a character. I said I wanted a character from a kids show, and he chose Pikachu. I chose Pikachu. Yeah. Uh, you chose Power okay, Ranger. So, First thing. And by the way, mind. and once again, I think you had one of the greatest but suggestions that I wish we could have done. <laughs> yeah. Get, to this day, I wish we could have done it. <laughs> It's just, you know, I have him point at someone he wants me to shoot when I was in the sniper <laughs> first. Well, he was in the Pikachu suit. Just, you know. Choo. Pikachu. Pikachu. <laughs> I just sort of say, choo, very lightly, and then the guy's head explodes. <laughs> <laughs> Lady bolt. 
Well, to do an alternate universe. It's just <laughs> Gaiden. Yeah, Gaiden. Side story. Um, but, uh, so, or, yeah. Or actually, yeah, the other one is when we were doing the investigation in the warehouse for the uh, the collective um, that was producing the uh, producing the drug, having to do the sales pitch uh, with them as well, and, yeah. and going into one of those multi-tiered uh Offices that are just like very small or cramped back in the way. I love, absolutely love that. So, uh, and I mean, personally, I really like the, the, ha- I wish I, my only regret is that I couldn't have put more gunfights under the G cans, the massive storm drain system that they yeah. have. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cause that place is totes awesome. Uh, totes my goats. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think, so overall, I think I kind of achieved what I wanted for in terms of like making it. <laughs> <laughs> different from generic city enough and retaining some of that flavor without making it like too uh, exotic that everyone was lost. I mean, yeah, obviously some people more than others. Well, the thing is, like, I can just picture like you running that in Tokyo was the same way I'd run something in New York. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. I love using the city itself yeah. when it's a city I know really well. Right. Um, so, uh, but speaking of setting, uh, you know, later on in the campaign, I was wanting to be more ambitious. So, uh, I had the idea of like using what happens if you use the time traveling drug and uh, <laughs> you guys you almost got me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I tell you, yeah, excited listeners. What episode was that? That Eight? was 10. Yeah. yeah. No. Okay. Peyton almost got me. <laughs> First five or six games. I'm like, all right, where's the, where's the Shagas? Where's the Sithonian? When's 9-11 Def come? I'm just waiting for it. Just waiting for it. We're going to like seven or eight. I'm like, I don't think he's going to do it. I think they might be actual vampires. They're a little weird. They're a little weird, but that's good. They're just weird, different vampires. He's not going to, bam, Yithian vampires. I'm just like, God damn it. You got me, Peyton. I should have seen that coming. Like, for a, like for a mo- you had me for a moment. Yeah, one I should have been looking for elder signs this entire time. <laughs> um, yeah, one of the things that yeah, I wanted the long belts of Delterinium was very Cthulhu mythos. Uh, but I wanted to, I didn't want to like one thing for me is like I didn't want to make it. I want to make it in the sense of, like what Delta Green always does in their scenarios. I've always admired Glancy and uh, their team is whenever they write a scenario, they make it like what would it happen if it wasn't a Cthulhu mythos? They would like they try to have it make sense from that perspective. So they don't do what a lot of Cthulhu call Cthulhu scenarios do, which is like. Hey, uh, this scenario is there's elder signs and there's the, the Necronomicon and you are fighting the old one. You know, it's like it's yeah. a very Arkham Horror kind of thing where like well, everything's it's hard to get its own life without just falling back on the. It's just the like if this if the Cthulhu Mythos is real, like it would be hard as shit to actually realize you're in the Cthulhu Mythos universe. Like that's the big reveal and like holy shit, like this is weird. So like I try and hold off like on that unless it makes sense. And so in this case, yeah, once you travel in the far future, oh shit, yeah, Cthulhu. So, um, but in terms of the actual game, the scenario, uh, I had actually toyed with the idea of running it in another system. Uh, but for time, I decided to give that up because it would have you, taken... Uh, you uh, have done more than toyed with that idea yeah. at this point, Ross. Yeah. That's the other thing I was waiting for. Oh. Uh, like, mouse guard, mouse <laughs> like agents, or Willy Wonka, Eclipse Phase, Dirty World, whatever bastard fusion of mechanics and not story you roll together into one. Yeah, I kind of do that a lot. Uh, yeah, yeah, you do. Jenga, wild talents. And... Yeah, so that was one. Hey, hey, we're RPPR. We try different things. Yeah, we try different things. So, also, uh, I'm playing copyright on the mouse. <laughs> so what do you think uh, I mean what do you think of that session do you think 
had achieved what I mean. What uh, uh, I, I I love I love the optimistic bleakness that it had. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Just yeah, like it's like it's just, like it's just you know like the pilgrims have come. Who wishes to who wishes to give themselves to this noble cause? Like, <laughs> yeah. People like. Um, You're all popping your necks. Next <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get a bonus on my stats. <laughs> do, do babies give me more? I'll eat a baby. <laughs> Except oh. for Aaron. I yeah. love that Aaron stood like stood true to himself and was like no, and like kept like suffering as a result. Oh yeah, it's like eat a baby. No. <laughs> and, oh, of course we had we had our two special guests keep trying to come in and tempt me with other things. <laughs> Would you like to talk about that game a little? <laughs> what? I don't, I don't even know about. So, unless I'm thinking of a wrong game, which I was playing the um, the guy. monk. Yeah, guy. yeah, he was. Which you know, which I yeah. which I like to think of as the uh, as like you know the motivational speaker. For yeah. <laughs> well, what I appreciated most about that is you let me not play my character because yeah. like I know it's a bullshit move in like 99 percent of the time. It might have been a bullshit move on my yeah. part to be like my character wouldn't do that just yeah. to be. Jason and like wander the city for forty minutes by yourself and just just stop all narrative momentum in the game, yeah. right? But my character was a recovering alcoholic in his fifties, fighting a vampire that had tried to kill him on dozens of occasions at that point. Who said, "Let's make a truce. All you have to do is inject this strange substance into your veins." <laughs> I could not in any way figure out a narrative backflip to justify why my character would do that. Like, it seemed like a just completely insane idea. Yeah. Uh, so I really appreciate you letting me yeah. say yeah. Haru yeah. is just... Yeah. I'm out for that one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's on. All right. Uh, anyways. Um... So anyway, uh, yeah, no, I, 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 mean, I appreciate that. But the thing is, uh, for me as a GM, I understood that. So like the fact yeah. that you, uh, it gave me enough time to come up with a reason why. Yeah. And actually, it was helpful for me because uh, with the guy character, I was someone for the players to play against. I didn't want to play the guy. Yeah. And just feed shit to players forever. So like, all it meant for me was a little extra work in giving you a handout mm-hmm. that was just explaining what your role was, which is in the notes somewhere. Uh, I think towards. And the then back. Haru could still go talk to the. Um, yeah, have his one scene with the politician. With the politician. Yeah. Which was vital yeah. for the plot because uh, I did not know a lot before yeah. we talked to that guy. Uh, so. I mean, that's how. I mean, for me, like I know a lot of the the the, the answers were sort of in the back end and they weren't evenly distributed out throughout, throughout the campaign. But I think that's kind of like how this kind of game works. No, it's it? a conspiracy. That's yeah. how, I mean, God, how how many games know evil? Did you have no idea what Bajapa was up to? Yeah, like, yeah, I'm not complaining. Or the way yeah. even got his name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's true. So yeah, no, that's a good point. Yeah, between. Um, so in terms of the actual uh, the the that session itself, in terms of finding out what Shing needed the psychics for and all this other shit, um, and just traveling through the crazy fucked up plans. I know. Uh, just talking about influences. Um, I was influenced by a novel, The Nightland. Actually, I, I read a re- rewriting of The Nightlands called The Nightlands Retold, because uh, it's a public domain novel. So somebody just rewrote it, so it would actually have. Like, the original version doesn't have dialogue in it. Like, it's just a guy traveling through the wilderness, and, like, it's very... It's, like, it's got really beautiful imagery or, like, very fucked up kind of imagery. It's, like, one of the major influences of Lovecraft. Uh, but it's hard Weird to read. Weird fiction does not age well. No. Yeah, nineteen twelve English writer. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. So he... So the Nightlands Retold makes it more 
palpable, and I'm just burning through that. It's on Kindle, and like I really like it because it's just this incredibly fucked up, distant post-apocalyptic future where they just like the people live in this pyramid, and there's just these they're surrounded by all these fucked up monsters that that make no goddamn sense and they want to kill everyone inside and they all they, the people do is just watch the monsters that's their hobby it's just like their, their pastime is like oh there's the giant who's a hundred thousand years old and he's moving an inch a century towards us and when he gets to us we're dead yeah he moved he flapped his ears oh god what does that mean you know like and there's the mountain that screams it screams we don't know why <laughs> And there's that fire. There's the blue fire pit, and there's the red fire pit. And like, yeah, I read the summary of it, and then I looked. Somebody's drawn like a really intricate map of it. Yeah. online, and I was just like, I'm not gonna read this book. This is like crazy as <laughs> yeah, shit. Yeah, <laughs> it is. But uh, it's and that map. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like they only have like he goes past the bound like beyond the horizon of the the, the pyramid, so he sees shit that no one in his people's ever seen. Like, what is going on? You know, it's just crazy, crazy as hell. So I wanted to give it like that kind of sense of like what the fuck not just like generic post-apocalyptic yeah. but like mm. really really weird weird post-apocalyptic so that was kind of what I was going for and um, in terms of uh, finding that and all that other shit so any other, other thoughts about the, the time travel game what yeah. was in that wall with like that was sanity rending on the way to the city uh, we passed by like it had all the carvings in it and uh, the ring um, I don't it, there was a ring, there like the rings that opened up into nothingness. Um, I don't know. Did, I thought there was like a wall of with a bunch of different carvings on it that we uh, passed, and like before we fought the dog things in the city. Uh, let's see. There's the mountainous endless, the mountain of endless Babel, which again direct call out to Nightlands. Oh, uh, that was that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, no. There's also the Hall of Green Lights. Hall of Green Lights. That was it. What uh, was in there? <laughs> just cosmic horror that's also from the night just cosmic horror yeah. there's like a giant castle in the nightlands no one knows who so built it and there's strange lights out of it and it's just evil and we go so if we'd gone in there we'd just die yeah you just die okay. yeah. Right. yeah although I would ask what was the one item that you were disappointed that we didn't take from the weapons cache because uh, so, I know I ended up grabbing the shotgun with the dragon. probably the breath disc blade like again another nightlands reference where it's just oh like that's that. the end oh the end one yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but then there's the broken rings, which actually, uh, I, it was actually a broken particle collider, uh, that had, like, quantum holes of nothing. I wish I'd taken more when David and I were fighting Tom's character. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tom, you didn't even fight your own bastard traitor of a character. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, you, I had no doubt you could take me on and win. <laughs> so going on into the finale, um, the players... I think David was literally a hit point away from death. Oh, yeah, and no, he I was. I was, like, negative three or something. Yeah, it was, it was pretty bad. It was just like, it was, just like it, was a, it was what my character from another game mummified. Yeah, that was the, your character from the prequel, because you decided to side with Shing in mm. the, uh, the prequel game. Bastard. And because uh, you could have actually weakened Shing, and he wouldn't have had the Chthonians in the finale if uh, he <laughs> if he had uh, taken the Iron bo- Bandit Box away. But no, you you you. Uh, well, why did you side with him again, Tom? Ah, uh, so you don't remember that game. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Lost to history. Fair enough. You uh, are not forgiven. <laughs> or maybe I do know, and I'm just not um, saying. So yeah, the finale with the raid on the, the, the abandoned village and then the portal to the, the long vault itself. Um, 
Let's see. Uh, I know there was one reference. The group of ghouls there uh, was actually also from the uh, same poster on the Delta Green email list. Who actually the ghouls were North Koreans, uh, who there was uh, like they had their own brigade of mythos sorcerer who they or like they were basically trained ghouls. Like the North Koreans have a lot of dead bodies they can feed the ghouls, and so they're like. Uh, they're called like the Ghost Fox Brigade, or the guy who came up with this idea of, uh, of them as a, being North Koreans' mythos unit. And um, so, of course, they're making deals with Shang and vice versa. By and the so. way, uh, North Korean ghouls are one of the few groups in North Korea that are well fed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ironically. <laughs> so I, I, th- I threw that in there as kind of a side, so you guys could have gotten more information there, but that was just kind of like you just hit out, and I was, uh, that was fine. So it's kind of like a camera. I, like, I just like the idea of like. That that's going to be a future fucked up Delta Great operation. <laughs> Go and you know infiltrate into North Korea and kill all those ghouls, um, because they're total dicks. And uh, but I don't know. What do you think? Would you any thoughts on the actual raid or the uh, uh, before we got to that? Yeah, on the village. So no, I I, I mean uh, one thing. By that time, you had gotten the actual figured out that the 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 significance of reverb and the flower on the vampires. Uh, and you could actually waste them easily. So was that at least cathartic a little bit? Yeah, I mean, well, I was really worried about the raid because it, was, it wasn't, like, well-planned. It was yeah. like, let's just throw everything we have at this spot. Yeah. Which, Which I, I kind of enjoyed. Generally made me well, very nervous. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was kind of like a modern version of the siege on uh, Innsmouth. Yeah. yeah. But it, it was cool in that my character did, like, some combat-effective things for once yeah. without, like, engineering the entire environment in my favor. <laughs> like... I used Mook Shield like effectively and yeah. threw a knife and stuff. Like, yeah. I rarely get that in games. It's more, I mean, it's more like I roll and get like that one and fall over my feet. And well, I, I do kind of yeah, I do kind of like it when like when humans actually openly assault, not just fight, but assault the mythos. Yeah. Sometimes we can do some damage. Yeah. And I kind of like those little brief moments where. Yeah. Just give you the illusion of hope. The illusion of hope, yeah. Well, I, and I was, again, crushed at the end of it when I found out, no, there's just a portal you have to go through now. Yeah, yeah which, <laughs> granted, I did, I did love that they were all I'm, like, covered this. in vampire blood yeah. and shot, like, two or three times. But, no, and I do like the, the inclusion of the gate, which is uh, which is just this grand infernal machine that leads yeah. off to the the future like, realm, so... Who wants well, to go no, it's, to the it's, grand it's the one golden in the air now. Yeah, it's so. just uh, yeah. on the Plateau of Lane, which is coterminous with another universe, so, or the Dreamline, so it's hard to access normally. So they so, had to build the gate to put it there. Uh, but, yeah, that was very Mignola-esque, and I liked, I really liked that going on, so... yeah. Um, so the actual long vault itself, uh, would you like? Uh, I, I of course had to use the green box generator to. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Uh, it, it, I was just I, I, the long box itself. I was really confused about how to. It was difficult for me to understand exactly how Shane was traveling through time. Yeah. So it was difficult for me to understand like the paradox that we had to engineer. So yeah. like. That yeah, that's actually one of the things you why. really kind of had to walk me through that because yeah. I'm like, all right, well we could do that, and you're like, no, that won't work. Yeah, I'm like, all right, we could do this. And you're like, no, no, that won't. And I'm like, I was trying to get yeah. There's how does time travel work then? Like, yeah. you need to explain it to me. Um, yeah. That yeah, my, one of my things about for now is like the thing about doing because I, I, I think it was you said immortal shing like, yeah, and I was unsure like. About the resurrection part of it, like, Caleb, I'm yeah. like, all right, Caleb, he's just not going to die. We're not thinking yeah. fourth dimensionally. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah that, that's one thing about running an RPG is, uh, in general, is a, sort of an observation I've had is that it's an improv play that you make up on the spot and uh, to a certain extent, and the problem you don't get a second take. And there's just sometimes you want to rewrite or revise something. You're like, uh, you like, you had the basic idea, but you don't get it yeah. just right. And I feel like the finales of my campaigns, especially. 
the end of Wild Talents and then this, I feel like they're just. I wish I could rerun it to a certain degree or re just just edit it a little because it wasn't quite like again. I wanted the idea of being you 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 trap him in the vault that creates a paradox. And then that reverts him to being a great old. He never he he was just back when he became immortal. He just ascends and that's it. So that was what my intent was. With that. Yeah, he's not negated from existence. He just goes. He goes. He, he fulfills his original destiny. Like his Shing's great crime, according to that was you know not yeah not destiny, which is going to be you know uh, playing a pan flute for Azathoth for all of eternity. Yeah, and that you know that didn't bother me in the last session so much. It was yeah. leading up to the last session. I'm like, yeah. how do we take this guy down? And like you mentioned stuff about paradox, and like yeah. it goes to the path of least resistance. I'm like, yeah. Well, if Shing opens up the vault and finds Shing, yeah. That's a pretty terrible paradox. And the path of least resistance is there is no shame. Yeah. So that's what I was like going for. And then you were just like, no, that's not, nope. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just like, well, then what the fuck? Is <laughs> like, that, why yeah. did you say all that paradox shit to me if that's not it? Like, so yeah. uh, that was a little bit frustrating. But by the time we got to the last adventure, yeah, I knew what we needed to do. Yeah. But you made it clear. And I was a little bit too, I didn't even go inside the long vault. I was too busy. <sighs> <laughs> dealing with us. with arrows in me wrestling with Tom's <laughs> fucking trainer character while David bled out all over the floor like yeah that was a pretty intense boss <laughs> uh, yeah I was using the Dragoer from uh, Night's Black Angel which is just like the guardian of the vampire tomes er, uh, and it's supposed to be just a, a hoss and he takes like half damage and he has like 20 to 30 points in all his pools and he's just insane and I'm just like yep Deal with that asshole. <laughs> I, could, I couldn't even walk by the time I took him down. Like I <laughs> hobbled over to him. Again. Yeah, uh, so you yeah, took yeah, him so down. Like, Come on, relax. So, uh, I, no, I, with a slip shake, by the way, yeah. with a y- y- Yithian five hundred year old thermite. Yeah. No, in the, yeah, and the thing in the in the freezer too. Just yeah. looking at it going like, are we gonna let this thing out? Oh yeah, yeah there was the, the the little uh, surprises you found in the long vault. Yeah, that was uh, the, that, the, that the, helped. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, although I did like the choices at the end, finally, when we were given the option. Yeah, why don't we go over that a little bit? Because uh, you're, you're obviously like, nope, I'm done. Take me off. Well, that was the purpose of like not saving all those people from the giant earthworms of yeah. death. Like, yeah. they never died. Like, yeah. So that was like Haru's whole intention. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah, this needs to have not thing. happened. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, but you, you chose, uh, you chose differently, I think. Yeah, I went ahead and just went through the portal because primarily I saw my uh, my intention with him is that he I saw he was eyes were finally open to the wider world mm-hmm. and basically to all those superhero and or sentai shows that he watched like you know I could be a part of this now and walk right through not knowing that he was probably screwing himself over in the end probably but this was the adventure <laughs> we wanted definitely yeah. <laughs> yeah this is the mythos uh, and Tom you I was were... more thinking my dude uh, Kazuo was totally addicted to a supernatural drug yeah so, That's true. That was your insanity. From so the, I was thinking that maybe, I, like maybe if I keep going with this shit, I can find something to either cure it or something that I don't have to take as often. Yeah. Also, the negation thing allowed me to be uber Japanese for like the yeah. last three sessions, which we yeah. do about it. Because it's like, <laughs> don't worry about it. You're already dead. <laughs> yeah. You're already dead. You've already died because we've already succeeded. Just act like that's. <laughs> The most Japanese idea <laughs> on the planet, of, I, and I really like that about Kano. Uh, no, I like that too. Um, so really, yeah. Uh, who who did, did David go? 
I think David went with you. I, I, did, I, did, did somebody went back to life, and then and then one more person went with you guys. Jason went with you guys. Yeah. And Jason went with the yeah. Nyarlathotep route. David route. went with you, I think. Yeah. Uh, and I joined Delta Green or yeah. something. For, I think no, I put them in the, the Club Apocalypse, uh, yeah. which was with the Fate. Which uh, if you read Delta Green yeah. Countdown or Delta Green, I think it's just the main book, uh, is the myth is the mythos crime organization basically run by an avatar of Nyarlathotep. <laughs> Like, Delta Green's literally killed the guy who's run the fate, like, a dozen times. And they, he just shows up just, again. Like, they've shot him in the head, they've blown his car up, and they, they, he's just like, nah, I'll, I'll get annoyed at you guys later. <laughs> so you guys are adorable. Yeah, man. yeah. So they, they, they have a cold, they have an agreement, like, they'll just leave each other alone. Because even Delta Green is like, Oh, fuck it. God damn it. <laughs> this ain't working. We're out of money in our C4 budget. Yeah. And we're running out of agents we can throw against them because they all go missing after that. Um, Wait, you recruited them into your ranks? Oh, God, not again. So, um, in terms of, like, the campaign overall, I mean, like, uh, what what are your lasting impressions? When you think Tribes of Tokyo, what do you think? Uh, like character moments or? Character moments yeah. uh, or just, yeah, your impression of the campaign. I, I gotta say, yeah, that... It's Sullivan, but the the me up me in the tower with the snipe with the Barrett rifle. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's like the time I felt most badass myself. Okay, no. because uh, I was not uh, get me up front. I'm scared shitless. And, yeah. Oh, I'm trying to think of least favorite moments. I, I know my personal favorite, just for the one moment I got to shine, was uh, in the warehouse of the cult, trying to act like I was a salesman, and then. Getting out of there and just chain tasing everybody so by, by sheer random luck. Yeah, so you like that taser? That was uh, well, and I at this point I just want to make if we ever continued another campaign of this, I'm just gonna become data of this one and create a, a suit jacket that just springs <laughs> out tasers everywhere. You're hitting every. You're hitting innocent. So like I don't that care. Deus Ex weapon, except instead of claymores, it's tasers. Tasers. Yeah, tasers. Yeah. Exactly. Taser vest. Uh, G can scene that. The G canteen was great. Was so, yeah. and of course, yeah. If, if nothing else, one of uh, Caleb's crowning moments of ingenuity: the electrified harpoon of death. Tastepoon. Tastepoon. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Caleb, what, it, yeah. I just liked doing actual spy movie stuff. Like, yeah. All right. Like when we leave, the, not like, like when you're bleeding after the sniper scene, we're trying to get away from the cult as the police come. Like, yeah. just walk. Don't run. Don't freak out. I know you're pouring blood out. Just walk with the crowd. Yeah, and, and, and no one's like, gonna know. Yeah, like, like, like proper, <laughs> proper spy shit. Not, yeah, just not not Jason Bourne. Shit. Yeah, yeah, like, spinning urban survival or like feigning drunk to like slip a bug on people or doing drunk like the original. Passes. Oh yeah, like yeah, the original yeah. professional. Yeah, yeah, when we did drop passes and stuff for like uh, you know false flagging empty five stuff. You know, yeah, empty <laughs> five was a, yeah, that was a great. I, I particularly liked empty five <laughs> just because again it tied into the end because the, the Japanese government could use them to take the fall. <laughs> yeah. for all that other chaos. Yeah, so uh, and like Black Dolphin was a ping like it was a ping operation. Yeah. like you cause something to go terribly wrong. Just to see how they respond when something goes terribly wrong, like yeah. you don't actually utilize it. Yeah. Uh, so it was, uh, yeah. So I liked doing all the spy stuff because I wanted to run the game so damn bad <laughs> that I'm like, that's the way I contribute to the story. I will make it as George Smiley as I, in Japan as I possibly can. I think it worked really well. Mm-hmm. Um, so any lessons for me, or any anything advice, uh, I say or anything that you you realize that you need to do before you run your campaign? Mm, I think well, the campaign as I wrote it is very um, 
it's not so focused in Europe as yeah. the book is, but yeah. it's very world hopping like. Uh, so yeah, I uh, intentionally set this very much in Tokyo. Like I'm not even traveling outside of. This yeah, area. mine would be very much world hopping, and very like, all right, it's going to be set in this city. You should probably like read up on this city. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. So it would be a little bit more homeworky, and maybe I shouldn't do that because we're not good at that. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, that's that's about all I had for it. Okay. Uh, I'd say I've already the big lesson I learned and I think uh, should be learned is don't jump into a campaign in a brand new system. In a brand new system, yeah. I mean, now that we're used to like, for example, Eclipse Phase, we can just jump into a new campaign. Yeah, for that. and I think really, like, if we, and if we did Ninth Black Age again, I could jump right into it. Yeah. But yeah, I just, I just had that negative. I just had that shit influencing okay. everything that everything that I did in the game and thought about it. Yeah. It's only now that once again looking back on it, that I go, okay, if that hadn't happened, I don't think I would have felt nearly as negatively. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, for me, like if a player is getting off, gets off to a bad start, I mean, maybe we could talk. Like probably in the future, I'd be more generous, like with a campaign, maybe doing a reboot or something like that to allow, like if something doesn't, if it doesn't take off well, you know, uh, especially if all the players have a bad reaction or some kind of reaction to it, then just step back and rethink it or something like yeah. that. So. Um, or in the same vein of Caleb talking about, yeah, just us doing our homework, which we probably should in, in the more involved cases. Well, like homework um, you can do like, like oh, you gain three, you get a bonus experience a point or something. If you, yeah. post it, if you post to the forum, something proves that you've done some research for it. Well, fun. I mean, there's that, but it's not, it's not just that. Like, Nice Black Agent rewards that type of play. Yeah. Like, between like, the techno thriller monologue and the martial yeah. arts rules. Well, did and then that, like yeah yeah, yeah, yeah he did that guy yeah he tried stuff for driving it's like the car goes vroom yeah the pedal for vrooming like, I don't know it sounded pretty <laughs> fast and furious which is basically all you need <laughs> yeah yeah that, so, uh, so uh, I mean that kind of stuff and then but also it rewards like smart play like Gumshoe does like it rewards. Don't go in and just start shooting shit. Like yeah. set up a camera and watch for a while, and and like all those things are easier if you understand like social cues and the layout of the city and stuff mm-hmm. like yeah. that. And I think GMs like want to say like when, well, can we go to the so and so district of so and so and and do this and yeah. and like oh yeah that'd be cool. Like I think they want to like go off on those. Player did their. I mean, I re- know player read a Wikipedia thing, yeah. like tangents. Like, um, if like my was, whole yeah. my whole contact system was based on like researching my guy's background. Yeah, like, I never, I, I was never just like I know a guy. Yeah, like it's. Uh, I mean, for me, like the district thing with that, aside from occasionally like, oh, the the cult headquarters are Minato Ward or whatever. Like the only few districts I used in Tokyo that were specific, like Akihabara, and then like the bar district, because I actually did research about it. There's like. A sector like four hundred bars per square block, you know, of like it's just ridiculously density, you know, and there's just riot police walking around because it's that seedy, even for Tokyo. And um, so for me, like aside from that, I tried to avoid like you needed to actually know the name or anything like that. You could just like I go to City Hall, I go to the place, or I go to there. Maybe there you had some ideas. So. Uh, yeah, I would just say in turn for uh, for. Players who are may not be that familiar with the setting, yeah. maybe just a couple other handouts saying, like, here's some notable places. Like, in this case, like, the Akihabara district or the one-bar the one bar district or for certain other buildings. Because I like how you explained it during the game. Yeah. But I, it was kind of noticing Jason, a little, uh, in this case, kind of 
glazing over like I don't know this place. Yeah. Or I'm not familiar with it. Is like he, putting the hand up like with Sunshine Sixty or Tokyo Five or I, I think a lesson I'd learn is that before I run a campaign I'd want to make sure people were okay playing in other cultures. Like yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't want the whole game to be set in like Springfield's hotbed of <laughs> espionage and crime and vampirism. Like, well, now I want to find out about that. <laughs> no, no, thank you. Like, it's all crocodile dude. Right, it's called the Springfield. Like, like, the, like, my plan for the campaign was to like go to America at times, but like you go to a specific American city, just like you go to Prague or Cyprus right. or like other stuff. But I, if people were just like, "Why isn't everyone named Dave?" Like, <laughs> I. I would not want to deal with that as a GM. And you are a saint for doing it. <laughs> oh, yeah. like, well, for me, like, all I did, aside from giving, like, people more American nicknames or, you know, easy, uh, nicknames that would be easier for them to identify or, like, just referring by their rank or whatever, I also made it clear that, or I tried to make it clear that I would only, like, test you on the knowledge that I actually said in the game. So, like, yeah. if I... If I it, 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 you know, if I said Akihabara, what I'd say what Akihabara was. So later on in that, in the same game session, if you're like, okay, so you go to Akihabara, you're like, what? Well, you weren't paying fucking attention, you know, or whatever. So like, if there's that, you know, if you if you listen to what I said, then that's all I would like require you to know. Like you didn't, and if it was something just a cameo or a reference, like a maid cafe, I didn't like require you to know what a maid cafe was. But yeah, it's, I mean, like, just to do the conspiracy, you have to take notes. Yeah. Like, you, you have to take notes in that game. Yeah, I wrote, like, 25 it's, pages it's, of notes for this campaign. Well, not, not as a player. Like, you, there's no way to do things unless yeah. you take notes. Like, you don't know who's connected to what. They're just yeah. all random names. You gotta, like... No, you... Have you to, have to you pay together. attention to that kind of stuff. So, yeah. like, if everybody wants, like, to play the Jane Bond version of the game... Yeah. Like, where you're just like, I have a jetpack, fuck you, man. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, okay, I guess you could do that. I don't know how you could get a whole campaign out of, you know, yeah, well, ah, watch what? laser. Like, no, we're, we're, we're wanting to do the Argo version of this. Yeah, so... Argo so, like, like, one thing I did, like, with the front organization, front organizations that you investigated was that I gave them, like, easy-to-remember nicknames, like... Or names that like the Society for Purity and Justice, like yeah. that's the alternative. I didn't give them their actual Japanese name, and like uh, some of them would be like Yamagata Development Center. It's a cramming school, which is like pretty easy to understand what a cram school is. It's what you learn. It's yeah, it's a good idea to have like translations and stuff, yeah. which is a problem we ran into. We've run into like writing Eclipse Face yeah. and stuff, where it's like everything is like this polyglot, yeah, of a dozen languages. Like it gets difficult to. Jungle. This so. is true. This is true. Uh, so yeah. Uh, any final thoughts on Tribes of Tokyo? Uh, do you think? I'm it, glad I could look back at it and <laughs> revise my original opinion because, <laughs> okay. uh, you know, because anyone feel I've grown from the scars. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, anyone who knows my initial feelings of the game was, yeah. I was right up there with Jason. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, very good, uh, Aaron. Uh, no, I had a lot of fun with it, especially at the end. Uh, at the end, and again, I'm going back to the espionage portion of it. No, I, I absolutely love those fat, those incidents where you couldn't really get out. Like, oh, you're coming back in the office. I've been able to hack, hang out a window. Yeah. Am I here for five hours? Yeah. yeah. That was just like on you guys. Like, I didn't even have anything that important in that office. And I got thrown out of the bar. Like the the reason why you the be club here. The club was just like where they sold the drugs. That's why you found the place. And you're just like, there has to be something here. Like, I didn't have anything. Where's the hidden panel? We had to be thorough. Hi, Ross. We're player character. <laughs> I know. I, I rolled with it, but I'm just saying. Where's the button that dispenses I, the and drugs? I just want to say, if I ever get to run mine, my conspiracy is full-blown, like... 
10 layers on the bottom. Jesus. And it is color-coded. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> the flowchart... The main flowchart. There are sub flowcharts. Oh, Does it cover you know, a wall? It's color coded. <laughs> oh, it's gonna make no evil look like a walk in the park, is it? Because we can't come back from backups if we die. Uh, I'm never gonna run. <laughs> well, yeah, because red marks. All right. Uh, and any final thoughts, Caleb? Oh uh, no. All right. Cool. Well, that has been uh, RPPR episode 97, Tribes of Tokyo postmortem, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Yeah. Go, go, go. Back to Tokyo, I wanna go, go, go. Back to Tokyo. Go, go, go.